Hi, this is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. You're listening to the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined as always by Connor. We've got a crazy race at the Roval to recap. We have a new round coming up, a, a boring race to preview this weekend, and some other stuff as well to get into. So how are you doing, Connor, to start off? Uh, well, uh, I'm doing all right. Not not the best. Uh, you know, race didn't go how I wanted it to with Bowman being eliminated. So it, it, it hasn't been a great couple of days, but uh, – We'll put that aside and we'll record this podcast because it was a pretty fun race, just not the way I needed it to be fun with Bowman not winning. But before we begin, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Zensense. He's an up-and-coming YouTuber who we're great friends with, has been on the show multiple times. He has very good videos, uh, you know, Silk Season News, informational videos. He does a What If series. And he's, he's, a, great, he's a great YouTuber. And you know, we all know what makes a regular YouTuber is their editing and audio. And he's great at both those. And it's really, you should really check him out. Links for his Twitter and YouTube will be in the uh, description. Go check him out. Uh, worth a follow. He will probably be back on in, in like a month or two, month or so, a couple of weeks, because Connor is getting his wisdom teeth pulled in a couple of weeks. So he will be out of commission. Fortunately, it's after the championship race. So we'll kick off just off. after. So. Just after. So. Which actually, I have a bunch of cool ideas for the off season, so we're we're gonna start sharing those with you pretty soon. But first, let's break down the top ten, Connor. Um, you got the top ten with you. I don't have it pulled up yet, so if you can start with number ten, that would be great. Yeah, coming in tenth, Alex Bowman. You know, I, can we get rid of the zero after the one? <laughs> get rid of the zero. Could we do that? Can we be like flip to top ten? I think Kyle Larson will be fine with that. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Coming, coming in tenth, Alex Bowman. Not what he needed. He's eliminated from the playoffs. Just inconsistency and inconsistency will kill you in the playoffs, and that's what his season's been. Inconsistent. So, had three wins, but when you're not consistent. You have bad races. You're not going to be able to go far in the playoffs because you have to be consistent. If he, if he was as good as he was last year, he could be a championship favorite. But just wasn't a good playoffs for Alex Bowman. To be fair, I think he still has the best average for a driver at the Roval because um, he finished 10th and Elliott finished 12th, So, uh, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But, you know, if you just look at it without knowing anything else that's going on, you'd be like, oh, good run for Bowman. But actually, when you all things considered, it is a very good run for Bowman that he managed to tough out the, the battery charging system problems but uh, he needed a win, and he couldn't get it. So a little disappointing for that team. They are eliminated. Coming home in ninth is Ryan Blaney. Led 10 laps, was up front for a bit. Uh, the winner of the inaugural race at the Roval, which really, I mean, he lucked into that one. But that's, that's uh, irrelevant. But, yeah, good run for him. Did what he needed to stay in the playoffs. Coming in eighth, another driver that's been eliminated from the playoffs this year, Chris Rebell. And I would say, all things considered, it was a successful year. A win. Uh, a lot of people thought he'd be out first round of the playoffs, got to the second round. But when you don't have playoff points, it's hard to go much farther than that. But I would just say it, it was a good first year at uh, 
Joe Gibbs racing for Christopher Bell and hopefully can uh, build on that and maybe even have a better year next year. So an eighth place run for Christopher Bell. Coming home in seventh is Joey Logano. He also was up front for a little bit, started in the top three to start the race, uh, was kind of just there, had a very consistent, good run that, I mean, it, it, he took care of business. He, he did what he needed to do to advance to the next round. And coming home in sixth, Matthew Benedetto, and he's been having some strong races as of recently. And uh, just, you know, he's not known for a road course racer necessarily. So, you know, very, very, very good run. He comes off a tough, you know, race at Talladega. We got wrecked out. But before that, he has been phenomenal and just, you know, tops off a great, hopefully ending the season, hopefully saving his career because he's a great guy. And I would love to see him stick around. Coming home in fifth is Denny Hamlin, who also led a good amount of laps during the race, but uh, faded back a little bit. He he missed the chicane, didn't he? I think he missed the backstretch chicane late in the race, which kind of took away his lead, his advantage. I think he missed it at some point, but I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, good, solid run for him. He's been definitely the best driver in the playoffs so far this year just in the last six races in the playoffs. It's been super consistent, super fast. He's been winning races. And I think it's between him and Larson at this point for the, for the championship. Yeah. Talk about coming on all of a sudden had a horrible regular season, no wins. And then now he's just, you know, been phenomenal. Just Denny Hamlin. Thanks. Coming on in fourth, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin's teammate. Uh, He will advance in the playoffs. Just, you know, Kyle Busch run. He, Really, he's not around, but he's there. He gets a top five, and, you know, this is how he ran, ran for years before last year. So, um, another good run, and he might be a dark horse playoff, uh, dark horse championship uh, pick right there for Kyle Busch, but a great run for that team. Fourth place finish had the Roval. Yes, and coming home in third is Chris Busher, who had a fantastic run today, was running in the top five, top ten all race long, and, and – was elevated to third after William Byron spun out late. Um, just a really, really good run for that team. And it it's definitely a cause for a lot of optimism for a team that's bringing in Brad Kozlowski next year that's going to basically hit a reset with the next-gen car where they have a strong chance of hitting the ground running and be Roush, that is uh, Roush Family Racing, returning to, to dominance, returning to being a really good team. So um, I am definitely excited to see what that team can do. I think Chris Busher is really, really talented, and uh, it'll be really cool to see what that team can do next year. Yeah, and that was following a solid sixth-place finish at Talladega the previous week, so two good runs for Chris Busher. Coming up in second, Tyler Reddick, you know, he had some controversy with William Byron, and they got into a, the, I was, yeah, the back uh, – the backstretch chicane, um, they, they were all, it was Larson, Reddick, and William Byron all, you know, right in there trying to get every position they can. And Tyler Reddick hit William Byron. William Byron missed the chicane, had a stop, lost all his track position. And that, and when he lost all his track position, they went to playoffs too. Um, William Byron was also eliminated uh, from this year. I'm trying to look where he finished 11th, um, 11th place for William Byron. So, but Tyler Reddick, really strong. I mean, he's had a really good year, and I think next year he could be, you know, he could be he could be a uh, round of eight contender. So, um, just a phenomenal year, and he continues to build on it. 
Yeah. And coming home in first is Kyle Larson. Was not – he had the same – pretty much the same problems Bowman had, a little bit lesser, but still had a lot of uh, alternator batter problems throughout the race. But through the last couple of cautions, managed to rise up through the field and take the lead on the last restart, I think, or the second to last restart, and he held on for the win. His seventh win on the year obviously locks himself into the next round. And five more playoff points for that team. So – It'll be very interesting to see how this round of eight goes. Yeah, unless you're a Denny Hamlin fan or any other playoff drivers fan, this should be your championship. This should be your favorite to win the championship. I mean, phenomenal. Every track he goes to, super speedway, road course, traditional overall, any any place he goes to, runs well, is competing for a win. So, you know, done it all year and um, might as well cap it off with a championship at the end. So, you know, phenomenal year for Kyle Larson, just incredible what he's done i would like to point out and and actually first let's go over the eight drivers who advanced to the next round starting in eighth seated now 57 points behind larson is brad kozlowski and seventh is joey logano sixth chase elliott fifth kyle bush fourth ryan blaney third martin truex jr second denny hamlin and first is kyle larson kyle larson has a 35 point advantage over second place, Denny Hamlin, and he has a 42-point advantage over Kyle Busch, who's the first driver out as we sit with no races run in the round of eight. But the people that have been eliminated are Kevin Harvick, Chris Rebell, William Byron, and Alex Bowman. Kevin Harvick, we'll get into it, but uh, pretty funny there. And uh, we already mentioned Bell and Byron and Bowman all being eliminated. Yes. Now... One thing I do want to mention, and, you know, IndyCar driver Graham Ray Hall was tweeting about this during the race too, kind of questioning the legitimacy of the playoff system. But if you look at the year-long point standings right now, Denny Hamlin leads Kyle Larson by 24 points. Could you imagine? So we have four races left. Larson is 24 points behind Denny Hamlin. Could you imagine how wild it would be to have these two going down the stretch head-to-head for the championship with just four races left? I mean, mean, it would be crazy. You do not need manufactured excitement to have an exciting title chase. Would this happen every year? Absolutely not. But this year in particular is really showing that you can have a great points battle for a championship without needing to add the playoffs. And yeah, and many people, you know, said their displeasure with the NASCAR playoffs and how they work. But I mean, if you had Hamlin and Larson, four races left, all on, you know, maybe kind of boring tracks going for it, I, th- I think that would be ex- really exciting. Yep. So we'll see. I, I want to follow this down the stretch because I feel like this will get really close. Um, couple of things to point out here. When you look at the season-long point standings, Austin Dillon is still in 12th, but he missed the playoffs. Meanwhile, uh, Michael McDowell and Eric Almarola are not even on the top 20 list we have here on Racing Reference as I, as I look at it. So Austin Dillon honestly deserved to be in the playoffs. But And also, one more thing, Tyler Reddick finished, had some really good finishes in the playoffs. I think he finished... Sixth, 
at Vegas. And then he finished 39th at Talladega. But he, if he had made this round, he might have found himself in the round of eight because of two really good finishes. So um, that is worth noting. Yeah, RCR has been phenomenal this year. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible that both those cars did not make it. And they both should have. And I think they would both have put up more than a fight than Michael McDowell and Eric Amarillo did. Even though, oh. Eric, even though Eric Amarillo did put up a fight and Michael McDowell did get kind of unlucky there, but just those two really should have been in the playoffs. Well, Reddick, Reddick made the playoffs, Connor, but Austin Dillon, I think, yeah, should I know. Austin Dillon deserves to be in. But uh, regardless, I mean, it's not like Austin Dillon would have won the championship or anything, so it's not like it's too impactful. But do you want to move on to Connor Reacts, Connor? Absolutely. All right, we will roll the intro here. It's your favorite intro, Connor. Before you guys come at me, I do not hate, hate Michael McDowell. I'm happy that he won. I just didn't think that he would win a race. Yes, he's talented, but I didn't think his team and the car that he has would win a race. And let me just say, Ethan's probably be upset. He was really lucky to have that win. It's great to see Bowman get back to victory lane, and I'm just so happy. I've watched so many YouTube videos of that final restart, which I thought was excellent. I thought that restart was one of the best restarts I've ever seen Bowman have. So, um, there's this uh, guy that I don't even know his name, but he's some nobody that shouldn't even be in the sport to begin with. Just decides that he's gonna he's gonna ride the middle lane when he needs to be like in the grass out of the way for Gregson to pass so he can go win. But he decides that he's gonna go up and block Gregson. He runs into him because he can't even get minimum speed. He like, goes like 20 miles per hour because he's some no name that like, shouldn't be in the sport and his team sucks or whatever. It's gonna be one of the worst segments we've ever recorded. And this is Connor Reacts. Take it away, Connor. Set the stage. You love that intro so much, Ethan. Well, on this week, I've been waiting for this so long, it's only been a day and I've been ready to record. Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott. We all know what happened at Bristol. Kevin Harvick is right there, ready to take the lead. But Chase Elliott blocks him and allows Kyle Larson to go on past Kevin Harvick for the win. And that was because Chase Elliott blocked him because Kevin Harvick came up against him, cut his tire. So, you know, after that race, you know, they got into a little pushing match. Kevin Harvick had his helmet on. We already went over that and how, you know, you look like a wimp when you have your helmet on and the other guy doesn't. You're about to fight him. So today, Roval elimination race, no biggie. Just just an elimination race that, you know, decides your playoffs hopes. Both cars are on the cut line. And going coming out of the infield onto the, you know, main NASCAR track. Kevin Harvick clearly, let me say that again, clearly runs into Chase Elliott's left rear fender area and sends him into the wall. 
and he smacks the wall and his back of his car is pretty much torn apart. He's able to keep going and he ends up, you know, you know, still being pretty fast. He's still a really fast race car and just the damage. And, you know, Harvick tried to take him out of the race. I think we can pretty much say that Harvick tried to take him out of the race. And whether that being because he wants Kevin Harvick was unsure if he would get in and if he, you know, took another guy out and it was Chase Elliott, this Chase Elliott, you know, stole a win from Kevin Harvick pretty much. Either way, the back end, the car is torn apart. Elliott's still fast, though, and it's still on the track. Kevin Harvick did not take him out completely. And that was Kevin Harvick's biggest mistake. Come later. Uh, well, let's say this. First, you know, when uh, I, when they got the damage, you know, they had a t- piece of tape, you know, holding it all together, barely. You know, Chase Elliott's crew chief comes on the radio and says, hey, if you want to wreck him so we can lock ourselves in, you can do that. Chase Elliott responds, don't you worry. And I love that because Chase Elliott's like, don't you worry, guys. I got this, you know, calm, you know, nothing ever happened, right? Coming down the closing laps, you know, tense moments. Everybody's on the cut line. There wasn't a big cushion between anybody. Harvick's coming into turn one. Chase Elliott's right behind him. I don't know if I don't know if Kevin Harvick knew that Chase Elliott was back right behind him and maybe thought that Chase Elliott would take him out. But Kevin Harvick straight up misses the corner by himself, misses the corner into the DeWalt wall, and his race is done and his playoffs went with it. Post race. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. Give me a second. Um, do you want to play the audio of Harvick going into the wall? You know what? Let's do it and let's enjoy it in every single second of it. Hold on. Let Keep talking. Let me pull it up. Well, going back to that, I don't, Chase Elliott was behind him, and I think Kevin Harvick might have, you know, looked in his mirror and maybe saw, do you know what? He might come for me and try to take me out, which, you know, could have been Elliott's idea, but – you know, Elliott didn't have to do anything because Kevin Harvick just straight missed the corner. And just sometimes, sometimes life teaches you real good lessons. So, um, well, we have that audio too, Connor. Something yeah. like that. But we, let's, let's, let's listen to what, uh, what happened in that going into turn one. Yeah. Kudos to, to NBC. They covered this whole thing really well throughout the race. Keep your eye on the bottom of the screen. What will Chase Elliott do if he gets to the four? Well, you're getting ready to find out because the nine has a run on the 19 of Truex, and the nine is going to force his way in. Oh, the four is going to miss the corner. He He's misses into the it wall. into the DeWall wall. Kevin Harvick hard. The right front of the caution comes out. There, you heard it. Kevin Harvick mirror drives himself right into the wall. And, you know, this was a very satisfying moment. I love that wall so much. That wall has brought some great memories, and it took Kevin Harvick's playoffs with it. You know, that wall should go in the Hall of Fame, NASCAR Hall of Fame. We should make a petition. You guys would sign it, right? Oh, I would definitely sign it. The, the Tums heartburn turn needs to go into, into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. 
because it produces a great moment every year. One thing disappointing, you know, this is completely off off track, but while it's on my mind, Ryan Priest did not give Echo Park some sponsorship this year. They, he didn't hit one of the signs. I mean, come on. Come on, Ryan. Do better than that. We we saw you in the tunnel at Pocono. It's the least you can do. Yeah, just do better. Do better. Do better. All right. You want to play the audio app post-race of Harvick then Elliot? Yes. And please, if you, you, you go listen to it again after this. It, it, it's probably one of the most glorious minute and a half that you're going to hear. Kevin Harvick released to the infield care center. Kevin, what happened down in turn one there? I just pushed it in there too hard and I got the tire locked up and I couldn't I couldn't stop it once I um, I, I felt like I needed to go to get a couple spots back that I'd lost and I got the left front locked up and I couldn't I couldn't get it to turn. And the incident with the nine early in the race, was that retaliation for Bristol? Um, Spinning out the nine, Chase Elliott? You know, sometimes sometimes real life teaches you good lessons. Are you guys even? That's all for Kevin Harvick. Now the final tally will show Chase Elliott finishing in the 12th position. That kind of wasn't the story of the day. What was going on out there between you and Harvick? Oh, I'm not sure, but uh, really proud of our team and uh, just proud to be moving our, our Napa team did a, a really, really good job of fixing this thing. I mean, it's destroyed. And I think we finished. Where did we finish? 12th. 12th, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I, our, our team has a lot of fight, and I'm just super proud of that. Um, you know, as far as Kevin goes, just want to wish them a, a, a merry offseason and a happy Christmas. Your opinion of him wasn't too high after Bristol. I take it this does nothing for that. I mean, uh, opinions uh, certainly not changing, but it's all good, and um, just glad to be moving on. Proud of our team. Is it over, and can you race around him and win the championship without worrying about what's going on with him? Well, for us, I mean, we're we're just eyes forward and and uh, just excited to be moving on. I mean, that, that that's the big picture, and uh, that's uh, you know really all that matters to me and, and our group. So we'll keep fighting and see where we end up. You mentioned your team. A day like today seems to go a long way toward uh, building some muscle for you as a group. Was today important to come back? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, to overcome adversity. You know, fortunately, it was early enough in the race where we were able to fix it and um, you know got a caution and was able to able to keep fighting so just really proud of that and and you know we could have easily given up or not fixed it to the um, proper standard and had something break or had a tire rub so everybody just did a really good job today and I'm super proud of that um, you know coming off of a, you know, a really fast car I thought we had a shot to win and um, obviously that didn't happen but you know in, in the in the grand scheme moving on is the most important thing and our season's still alive so I'm, I'm pumped that's right they gather the points they're on to the round of eight Do you know what? Good job, NBC uh, reporters. You guys didn't back down to any questions. And, I mean, what do you see after time? Like, you know, they don't, they'll, you know, you know, questions aren't the best. Like, they didn't back down to those questions. They were, you know, is it, is it over? Is it not over? Some, like, you know, comfortable questions. I, I like it. And uh, I, I also like how... Uh, Kevin Harvick's going to have a um, happy, uh, merry, Chris, uh, merry off season and a happy Christmas. So uh, um, great, 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 great day. I think 
that this is exactly what the sport needs. I don't care what side you're on with this. You could completely disagree with this. You could be a Harvick fan who's still defending him for some reason. I mean, I don't know how much more obvious you can get. Um, but, you know, this rivalry does not look like it's going away quickly. And sounds like the other drivers are not happy either. Kyle Busch was saying something after the race, you know, saying, you know, that's just how Kevin drives. He's done a whole bunch of other stuff before. You know, it's like the, the garage is on Chase's side, I think, and it's going to make things really interesting, especially since now Kevin has absolutely nothing to lose. And, you know, the, him dumping Elliot into in the infield portion coming out onto the trial, or not trial, the, the, the banked corners early in the race. I mean, that was all an attempt to take him out of the playoffs, take Elliot out of the playoffs. So, and that was kind of his revenge, but you know, I don't know, Connor, do you think that if, if you're Harvick, do you feel like you got your revenge on Sunday? No, I, w- I would feel like I got the exact opposite. You, tr- you, when you feel like you try to take him out, you didn't do it, and then you're worried about him. And when you were worried about him, you weren't paying attention. It's like a guy tailgating you down the highway, and you're in the mirror, and you're not looking out front. And then you and there's a traffic jam up front, and you ram into the back of cars. That's what it was. I mean, I I I don't feel like. I feel like he got he tried to get his revenge and failed miserably doing it. I think the uh, I think it shows that Chase Elliott is pretty scary for a nine year old. So uh, I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's nothing more to be said there. All right, so we'll move out of Connery Axe into uh, one more thing I want to discuss, and that's the nines bumper cover. I don't know. I know you weren't watching much of the race, Connor, but. Um, you know, I think I'm pretty confident that pretty much anyone else, they would have black flagged them for that. Yeah, it was, you know, completely off the car and flicking around the back off one side. I mean, it was technically still on the car, but it wasn't in the right spot. Uh, yeah, they should have been black flagged and I, I can't, I can't get around that, but, uh, yeah, it needs to be on the car. It can't just be, you know, flinging around like a you know, in, in, in the wind behind the car, like, you know, it needs to be in the right position and it wasn't. So, I mean, NASCAR picking favorites again. Um, NASCAR and their favorite driver being Chase Elliott, them not trying to black flag it, not surprised. Well, see, I think they, they did come out and say, you know, this is legal. It, that, like, he was not according to the rule book and the, the track type on it being a road course, he was not required to have the bumper cover, like some tracks, like the super speedways. And I think the short tracks too, they were required to have that piece attached to the car. But when you know, it's going to cause a caution, as soon as it fell out, a caution came out for debris. It's kind of obvious that NASCAR just wanted a caution, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm William Byron, I'm not happy with this. If I'm uh, whoever, if I'm Kevin Harvick, who who Elliot got in over, I wouldn't be happy with this. 
It, it definitely does not look good in terms of the optics. It definitely looks like NASCAR uh, played favorites and also was kind of hoping for a caution. So who knows? We'll see if anything more comes out of it. But, but yeah. Yeah, Phil Alden needs to be said there. Just, you know, we'll, we'll see how they played in the future and see how they played if it was a different driver, which, you know, most likely will happen, you know, if not this year, next year, the following year. So we'll, we'll see how that – see how it works. Yes. Um, come on. You want to move on to the second segment? I think we're, we're good for the first one. All right, coming up next, we will have our final silly season predictions and updates because there's a lot of news – coming from that this week so i think we're gonna break that break that down what's remaining for that that's coming up next on the quick pit podcast welcome back to the quick pit podcast meets the second segment on this week's show and we have a lot to talk about with the silly season. We haven't talked about this in a couple of weeks now, but there's been, you know, a lot of updates and we, you know, deserving of a whole segment here. So um, multiple things have happened over the past week and, you know, a little bit before that. And there's a lot of rumors floating around there as silly season has pretty much, you know, been closing up kind of. But uh, Ethan, what are some of the silly season news that have been, you know, floating around right now? First of all, uh, the first one off the top of my head, Sheldon Creed to RCR in Xfinity Series with a sponsorship from Whelan. That's in the two car. The paint scheme looks awesome. This Sheldon Creed is definitely a very good driver. So, and, and RCR, that RCR Xfinity team is definitely one of the top programs. So it'll be really interesting to see how that team does. And uh, best of luck to Sheldon. Any thoughts on that, Connor? No, I mean, he's finally moving up in the ranks, I kind of feel like. So, uh, you know, hopefully he does well and hopefully, you know, you know, has a great season. Yes. Next up, uh, Daniel Hemrick to colleague, which uh, I think is a pretty interesting move, especially since Hemrick really hasn't won yet. But uh, thoughts on that, Connor? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they just kind of, he's like a guy that it's just like a filler, you know, a, a team needs a driver that, you know, possibly, possibly like could be a championship if he you know has a breakout season and you know they need a person to drive that so they you know give it to him but you know he still hasn't got any wins yet which I just kind of think is you know shocking so I mean we'll see how it goes I, I wish him nothing but the best but you know just you know a little interesting there that he keeps you know getting rides at different places yeah I think he brings sponsorship he's very consistent and I guess there's the hope that he will break out so um Hopefully he does well. I think some of the bigger news from this week was um, Rick Ware Racing, all the stuff going on with them. They have announced a an alliance with Stuart Haas Racing, and they've also announced that they are planning on running two cars next year and maybe a third, but definitely not fourth, which means they're selling one, selling or leasing one or two of their charters, which is a really good really good news and it also sounds like they intend to be competitive yeah and bob progress this week said they have sponsorship those two cars and uh they confirm that they are not going to keep four so um sponsorship has not been announced yet on what they are but uh you know we'll have to wait and see on that 
One is probably the Nurtek. That 51 car is actually pretty good looking, I must admit. Um, but yeah, and, and the other big news, I think it was, I think it was quoted from Rick Ware, Rick Ware himself that he's been talking to Ryan Newman and Matty D about it, about rides, which I don't know how good they're going to be next year. I assume they're going to try to actually be decent next year. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think because like that would seem to be a big step down, you would think. But Connor, do you have any idea what to expect for these cars next year? A little bit better with them, you know, focusing on two cars. Not going to be anywhere competitive, but, you know, a little bit better is what I could say. Yeah, and who would you predict to be in – if you had to predict right now, who would you pick to be in the two cars? I think Matt DiBenedetto has to be one just because he has no other options unless he wants to go down, you know, to different levels. I got Matt DiBenedetto on one and, you know – can see the other one, you know. No, I have no idea who could see the other one. There could be a lot of people. Could be young guys from the Xfinity series, or you know, an, a trucks even, and maybe like you know, I, I, there's so many options. My hot take is with this Stuart Haas Racing Alliance that they're going to put Riley Herbst in the car with the Monster Money, because that would be a full season worth of sponsorship right there. From, from Herbst and Monster, so uh, which would be really interesting. Riley Herbst in the the Rick Ware racing car, and I think I think we will still see Cody Ware in some capacity, maybe not full time. I think I personally think Matt Matty D is going to the Xfinity, the second RCR Xfinity car that they've announced they're going to run. Um, which I don't, I think that might actually be a really good move for him. And then I think Newman probably retires or does like part time at Roush or something like that. I don't think Newman is going to stick around in a full time capacity. Yes. And then some other big news Ty Dillon announced and GMS. GMS is going to have Ty Dillon running in their car. For Cup next year, number will be 94 Chevy. So tied down to GMS and for the next year. So um, that was some pretty big news right there. Yeah, and I, I think it's with RCR support. I would assume so. Um, first of all, that paint scheme looks really, really good. The 94 was a bit of a surprise with the number they're running, but it looks pretty cool. Um, and what are – what? I don't know what to expect for them. I would say, like, anywhere from – Probably JTG level would be my guess. Yeah, I got, you know, 27 through, you know, 33rd place area. That's worse than JTG. That's like Spire. That's Justin uh, Haley's own. I don't know. I just, I, uh, I mean, it could be better. I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they'll be that good. If they have RCR support, they're not going to be terrible. I think their floor is Jermaine because that's like what the worst RCR supported team recently has been. So 
I think Jermaine or better is what they'll be. Probably around the, the Jermaine level, actually. Um, which man, I do miss the the that Geico car. I think that was a cool, cool race car. And one more bit of news, which was probably the most intriguing and shocking this week. Um, and it comes actually, I'm gonna have to pull this up because I don't know how to pronounce the names. Um, but a European NASCAR Euro NASCAR driver is is him and his family I think are starting a team uh, called Team Hisberg Hisberg H E Z E B E R G uh, number twenty seven Ford Team Hesberg Hesberg uh, it's owned by Loris Hesemans that's going to be the driver who won the twenty nineteen Wheel and Euro NASCAR Championship with which is mostly road courses with a couple ovals over all across Europe. Um, it's owned by his dad, uh, Tony, spelled with, I think it's Tony, uh, Hesemans and um, a Dutch entrepreneur named Ernst Berg. Uh, it, the cars will be built by Reum. How do you say it, Connor? Reum? Josh Reum? Don't ask me it's something like that. I'm terrible with that type of speech. I've, I'm stumbling through all of these, but uh, Rayum Brothers Racing will build the cars for the team and also manage stuff over in the United States. Loris Hesmans will race on the road courses and possibly short tracks next year. Uh, Hesmans has run three races this year um, in the Xfinity Series, all for, I think, for MBM. Uh, I'm trying to find his stats. He was in the Roval race and he was helping to test the car today or on Monday and today on Tuesday uh, in the next gen test. He's run four career Xfinity series races. He's run, he ran a race at road America a race at Phoenix Pocono and the Roval um, to not much success, but uh, not also, he didn't wreck any of the times, which is good. So, I mean, this will probably be some sort of Rick Ware racing kind of deal where, I mean, or, or like a live fast kind of thing where they're just there. But it is cool to have a Dutch driver in the Cup Series. Yeah, and, you know, I said it's, it's I said this before, it's, you know, with Rafael Sard and, you know, people that, you know, from other countries and I feel like it's cool that you know we're having that you know you know it's I just think it's really cool that you know that there's you know different types of people racing and I just I don't know I don't really have to say it but I think it's a good move and I, I hope he does the best I wish him nothing but the best yeah I think that'll be a fun team to root for just to see how they do I don't think they'll do very well but it will just kind of be cool and it can only mean good things in terms of the sport and advertising because, I mean, his whole hometown, at least, is going to be watching NASCAR now. So uh, it'll be cool to see how that goes, to see if he shows any talent, if they show any speed. And, and you know, they obviously aren't chartered. They'll just be a part-time team next year, like MBM or uh, Gaunt. Who's the other part-time team? Uh, well, technically, Priest is. Uh, in the 37, but um, I think it'll be interesting to see and fun to watch. That's for sure. 
All right, you want to move to the third segment to preview this upcoming weekend's race? Yeah, if you can call it a race. I mean, it's not going to be very entertaining. Yeah, I just... I'm really happy the Homestead's back in the playoff schedule next year, but I think Texas still is though. True, but you know, have another okay fun race. Yeah. Let's move to the third final segment. We'll preview this upcoming weekend's race to start off the round of eight. The round of eight is you know one of the most boring rounds in the playoffs, in my opinion. So let's head over there. Segment three. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. You've made it to the third and final segment of this week's show. I promise there are no names for me to mispronounce this this, uh, segment, but we are going to be previewing what I'm already going to call the most boring race of the year, aside from maybe Richmond, the racing at Texas Motor Speedway, race number one of the round of eight for the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. And as we talked about earlier, the, the eight drivers still in contention are Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Brad Kozlowski, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, and Martin Truex Jr. So two Toyotas, three Fords. No, wait, three Toyotas, three Fords, two Chevys. And they will all be kicking off this round at Texas Motor Speedway, where hopefully, I haven't looked at the weather, but hopefully there will be no rain this year. Yeah, and uh, we won't even talk about what happened last year, so I don't even want to think about it. But let's get into track facts here. Located in Fort Worth, Texas, built in 1995. Super Speedway, paved. It's not Super Speedway, but it says it is. 1.5 miles. Caution speed will be 55. It will be on NBC. I feel bad for all those people that want to watch that race and want to watch them on national television. Okay. Yes. Uh, 300, 334 laps, 501 miles long, 2 o'clock this Sunday, October 7th on NBC. You th- kind of – wait, do you want to miss it? Yes. You, you. <laughs> yeah, I, I – oh. You will not miss much. I will tell you that much. Uh, by the way, precipitation for Sunday, 0% from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., so – we are good. No, no rain whatsoever. If it rains this year, I don't know what we'll do, but. Build a bubble. Build a bubble. Put a dome over Texas. Might make the racing better. Who knows? One thing to note, they're putting the resin down instead of PJ1 this week. I mean. Which is not going to change a thing, but we're going to think it is. Yeah, I mean, try anything at this point. At this point, make Texas your dirt race. That might make it exciting. Wait, 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 wait. Does Texas have a roval? Connor. It might. Talk about some some winners while I find out if Texas has a roval. Well, Ethan's trying to figure out this absurd question. I'm going to give you the Texas winners. Last year, um, we had, you know, the worst possible race uh, ever, which I think it was run on a Thursday, maybe. I don't know, but it was bad. Austin Dillon wins last year. 
Uh, Kevin Harvick's won, won here multiple times. Denny Hamlin's won here before. Kyle Busch won here. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Johnson's all over this, um, but he's, of course, not, you know, not racing anymore. But Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick have won here a lot. Joey Logano's also won here. Denny Hamlin has won a lot, too. So Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, you know, Kyle Busch is in there. You know, say your veteran type guys, Joe Gibbs racing type guys. Um, I mean, just the guys that, you know, have a lot of speed are going to are going to be up there in the front, uh, you know, challenging for that one at the end of the day. Ethan, did you figure out if Texas has a Roval? Yes, I did, and it has one. It has one. It's on the back stretch. Um, it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven turns. Um, so, like, you would cross the start-finish line, go through one and two. Right off of uh, two, you would turn into the, the Roval. And then you'd exit uh, almost in the same spot as the entrance to the roval portion. And then you'd finish the backstretch and go around again and again. So it would probably be uh, probably close to two and a half like the roval is. So you could also add a chicane on the front stretch if you wanted. Um, it would be doable. It might make Texas more interesting. But uh, We're creating a petition. Everybody's going to sign it, right? Yeah, well, I think I would rather them just, like, rebuild the track completely, just tear the whole thing down, or, like, tear change. It down, put, tear it down, put Dover or Pocono back on the track on their schedule, take Texas off. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Pocono is more entertaining than Texas, which is saying something. But I also think the package does not help at all. Um, and this is just going to be another drafting snooze fest. Which, uh, I don't want to rant right now, but the next-gen car is going to have the 550 package again, so I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, I will give it, I will give it like, two races, okay? Uh, we'll see how it does at Texas, uh, or not Texas, Vegas and Auto Club, which are the first two tracks. After that, if it doesn't look good, we're going to blast it. Ethan will blast it. No, you'll join in, Connor. I promise. <laughs> All right, you want to get to picks here, Ethan? Yeah, you mentioned Kevin Harvick, right? I, I wasn't really paying attention in my search for the Roval. Yeah, I named I named all the all the drivers. We can just get into our picks. You you say that Austin Dillon was a dark horse? Could be. He could be. He definitely uh, he pulled a win off, out of the hat last year. So we we'll we'll have to see we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, so getting into picks here. We're going to start with Siri's pick first. Siri is going with Eric Jones. I'm, I'm sorry, Siri, but you're, that's a waste of a race. You're not going to win this year. If Eric Jones wins, we will give out an Eric Jones diecast. I agree. All right, and I get first pick this week. Kyle Larson. Got to go with him. Oh, hold on. Looking at this. Siri got really close to picking the winner. She picked Byron for the Roval. It wasn't for Kyle Reddick. Yes. Uh, so, Connor, your pick is Larson. I'm going to go with Hamlin. Then the two fastest cars. Actually, Ethan, I just thought of something. I'm up 5-1 right now, right? Yeah, so you've clinched a not loss. 
I can still make a comeback if we tie, nobody pays. But Connor is not, not paying me for this this year. At this point, it's probably just going to be canceling out from the McDowell bet. But And so you'll just owe me five bucks for the uh, bet you made at Coda. Something like that. I need to stop making bets. Yeah, so series pick is Jones. My pick is Hamlin. Connor's pick is Larson. Catch it all on NBC or record it for when you just can't sleep. Um, that would also be effective. It will so, put you to sleep. Yeah, NASCAR, put it up as a sleep aid on your YouTube channel next week. I promise it will be the most popular video you have because, boy, oh, boy, it will almost be as good as the IKEA sleep podcast. Yes. You heard that, Connor? Yeah. You know that, you know what that is? Yeah, I think we're I think we're in it. No. <laughs> I thought we're in it. Oh, we no, were in it. No, the IKEA sleep pod. Okay, we're getting really off the rails, but I have to play this before we go, and then we'll close with this. The IKEA Sleep Podcast is a Swedish um, guy, a Swedish, I forget which one they are. A, a, um, Ethan, I don't think anybody wants to hear this. Well, that, think of Thor. I think Thor kind of just, voice. Maybe like put it in a, the description and let people go listen to it if they want to. No, 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 no. We are playing this. It's, it's, it's like, it's this guy just reading reading the um the catalog it's 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 the best (laughs) let me see ah i can't find it i'm sorry well we'll, i will link it that's a better idea i'll link it but it's one of the best things in the world but texas will be better at making you sleep yeah so i'll close it out because we don't know how long it'll take for Ethan. But thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Sorry for, you know, this being a sleep podcast, but uh, hope you enjoy. All the links will be in the description for our Twitter, our uh, sponsors, sentences, YouTube, and his Twitter. Go check it out. Go follow all of us. And uh, we'll see you next week to probably put you to having a recap of uh, a, sleep, a, sleepy, a sleepy Texas race. Um, that, you falling asleep, Connor? Yeah, I almost went to sleep there. but um, Falling asleep just thinking about it. Yeah, so... See you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Share with your family and friends, and we'll see you next week on the Clip Fit Podcast.